What's up, Re? Pray, share family and friends. We are back with another Bible study lesson for you. And this message was given by Sean Pierce. And in this lesson, Sean revisits something that we talked about at the beginning of the year. As you all know, our vision for this year is pace to become. And at the beginning of the year, we talked about the importance of pacing and going at God's pace. In this lesson, Sean revisits and talks about continuing in God's pace. So we hope and pray that after hearing this message that it resonates with you and that it empowers you to continue in God's pace. So if you'll bow your head and close your eyes, we'll go ahead and pray in. Uh, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, just for another opportunity, God. We thank you for waking us up this morning, giving us activity of our limbs, Lord God, blessing us with the ability to still experience your grace and your mercy and your your love, your joy, your strength, your peace, your salvation, your restoration, and your favor, God. We thank you just for being who you are, God, uh, not for just what you do for us, Lord God, not for just answering our prayers, Lord God, but just for being who you are, Lord God, for your faithful, uh, your great, Lord God, your, uh, it's just so awesome, Lord God. We're just so grateful and thankful to have a father, to have a friend, to have uh, you, Lord God, in our lives, and God, we just ask that you open up our hearts and our minds to receive what comes directly from your word, Lord God, as we continue on this journey, pacing to become who you've called for us to be. So God, we just thank you, Lord God, we love you. We thank you for those that have come, Lord God, it may be their first time and we're asked that you bless them, Lord God, and allow uh, their hearts and their minds to be open to the Holy Spirit, to speak to them and show them something in their lives, Lord God, that they can go back in throughout this next week and the rest of their life, Lord God, to work with you on, Lord God, to allow for you to transform them and continue to change them from the inside out. God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, known and unknown, and continue to do a work in our heart. Lord God, continue to transform us, continue to change us, continue to allow for us all to become who you've called and created for us to be. And so, God, I pray, Lord God, that as I speak, Lord God, that you would allow my words and uh, the meditations of my heart to be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. And we ask this all in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Listen, I am grateful and thankful to be here with y'all once again as we journey uh, this year. Um, and as many of you know, um, our phrase for this year was, and still is, pace to become. Uh, pace to become. We did a whole series on pace. Uh, for the first six months, we're in pace. And so we did a whole series in January and a part of February on God's pace, how we have to um, get in God's pace, that we can't allow our pace to be determined on who we are or how we want to define it or what we want to do or what other people want us to do, but our pace has to be set by our creator. Our pace for how we live and, and how we journey through our life has to be set by God. And so we looked at it the first week. We looked at um, the story of the woman with the issue of blood. Uh, we looked at her life and we looked at how Jesus was the main topic on this, how Jesus, um, even though a woman was trying to reach him, and he already had a destination where he was going. He was going to heal a man's daughter. At the same time as she's trying to reach him and he's on his way, because he was at the pace of God, he was able to help her and heal her, but also get to where God was calling him to go. And so we looked at this picture of how a man named Jesus, even though he um, was born and, and, and we seen him away, or we didn't see him for 30 years, but in three years, he, he completed all these things. He did all these things that we're still studying and while we're still studying all these things, he never ran. He, he was never in a rush. He, he never was trying to, 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 to get here and get there and, and make sure he, he, was, he was in God's pace. And so we looked at this word pace. And so we haven't really looked at it since January, February. So God put it on my heart to just remind us uh, that 
we have to continue in God's pace. And so the, the, the title of this little message for today is continuing in God's pace. And so as we jump into this, I wanted to give us a definition that we've been sticking with since we started this year for pace, the definition for pace. And so the definition I gave three the first week, and so I'm going to give those same three out to us, the definition of pace. And so pace is, first, it's a rate of movement. It's how we move. It's a rate of the movement that we make. Number two, pace is a rate of progress. It's a rate of progress as we continue to journey. It's the rate that our progress is making as we journey. The last one is to walk with often slow or measured tread. Pace is to walk with often slow or measured tread. And so as we think about this, this word pace, I want to uh, uh, um, resubmit these questions that I asked and the first message. And I just wanna pause and let everyone, especially that's new, kind of get, the, get these questions and answer these questions for yourself. Uh, because I believe that the answers that you're going to get for these questions is going to help us as, as we lead into uh, the message for today. And so the first question that I, asked, that I asked those in January was this, who sets your pace? Who sets your pace? Who sets the pace for your life? And we're going to pause in between because I really want you to think about this. Think about this question and answer this question for yourself. And the good thing about this is we're not asking you to tell us uh, your answer. We're just asking for you to write this down because what I believe is if you, if you take the time to analyze who sets your pace, you can take this back to God. And if it's not God, you have the ability to go pray to God and ask him to help you set the pace that he wants for your life. So who, who sets your pace? The second question was this, who changes your pace? Or what changes your pace? Who changes your pace? Or what changes your pace? Who changes your pace or what changes your pace? <clears throat> Who directs your pace? Who directs your pace? So we talked about who sets your pace. That was the first question. Who changes the pace? Who who makes it go a little slower, a little faster? Who, who, who makes it stop? Who changes the pace? Then who directs the pace? Who directs the pace for you to pace this way, to go this way, or pace that way? Who directs it for you? And so obviously, if we're all answering those questions, the right answer should be God. The right answer should be Holy Spirit directs the pace. He leads me and he guides me. That's, that's what the answer should be. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so as we think about this, I want to go to the book of uh, Luke chapter four, and I want to look at two scriptures or three scriptures um, that I believe God revealed to me about pace, how we can take some of the things uh, from these three scriptures to help us with continuing in our pace, to give us some keys and give us some, some nuggets on what we can add to help us make sure that we stay on pace, to what we could do to make sure that we are in pace, to what we can do to make sure that we're not getting distracted by other things and getting out of pace. And so as we think about 
uh, Luke chapter uh, four, um, I want to give us like a little backstory just to lead us up to the to these verses. So the verses are going to be uh, verses 42 through 44, the end of, of chapter four. But as we look at Luke chapter four at the beginning, uh, the book is written by obviously Luke. Uh, Luke is the, the author of the book of Luke and the book of Acts. And so as we look uh, at chapter four, Luke begins by telling us about uh, the spirit leading Jesus into the wilderness. That's how this book starts. It starts as uh, uh, Jesus has just been baptized by John. And this chapter opens up with Jesus being led by the spirit into the wilderness. He's being tempted by the devil. He just left the Jordan River where he was baptized, and now he's in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. After Jesus stands still and recites nothing but the word of God and, and the devil flees, he then is led into, he goes to Galilee. He goes to Galilee and he returns home. Now, we would think if, if I'm returning home, it should be a hoorah. It should be. You know, we should have throw a party. It should be a good and grand time. But Jesus is, he goes back to Galilee. He goes to uh, Nazareth and he's back home. But this is where we hear about the scripture where it says a man uh, um, is not profitable or he's not worthy in his own home. That even in his own home, people don't even care. They don't even think that he's who he says he is. And in these scriptures, we also see uh, Jesus reciting, he goes to the synagogue and he's reciting, he's reading the, the scroll from the book of Isaiah. And what he's reading to them, he's really just telling them, listen, this scripture has been fulfilled. I am here. I am who the scripture has been talking about. I'm the Messiah. So because people there do not believe him, because nobody thinks that he is who he is, one of the persons, one of the people that are in the synagogue says, isn't that Joseph's son? Basically, basically saying that, isn't that just, you know, a carpenter? Isn't that just like a dude like me and him? Ain't no way that that scripture was talking about him. Ain't no way he the Messiah. No way. And because he says this, people start uh, uh, wanting to attack Jesus. And the scripture says that they tried to lead him to a, the end of a cliff to throw him off a cliff to, to kill him. I mean, miraculously, Jesus walks through the people and he leaves and he goes to another city. And when he gets to the city, the people embrace all the miraculous things and all the things that he is doing for them. He's healing. He's 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 uh, um, um, causing demons to be uh, taken from these people's bodies. He's, he's doing all these great things for these people. And. They are embracing this. They don't want Jesus to leave. Jesus, stay here and just do all this for us. Just be here for us. But Jesus doesn't want to be looked at just as a healer. He wants to be looked at as who he is, the son of God. He wants to be looked at as the Messiah. And so we get to this part of scripture where it reads this. This is what it reads. Starting at uh, 42, it says, early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. The crowd searched everywhere for him. And when they found him, they begged him not to leave them. Verse 43, but he replied, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because that is why I was sent. So he continued to travel around preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. So as we look at this, these three scriptures, God just started revealing to me that 
there are some things in these scriptures that we can actually pull out to apply to our lives to make sure that we stay in pace, that we don't get distracted in the pace that God has for us and start walking at a different pace, and that we will be encouraged for what comes with us following God's pace. And so if you're writing, point number one is going to be this. God's pace requires prayer. If we're going to be at God's pace, it requires prayer. The first scripture says this, early the next morning, Jesus went out to an isolated place. In other translations, it says he went out to an isolated place to pray to his father. That James, you, you, you kind of was in the message earlier when you were talking, giving your testimony, but God's pace, in order to be in God's pace, in order to hear what his pace requires, what his pace is for your life, it requires us not to just do the things that he's called us to do, but also to commune with him to make sure that we're in a pace, that we're in an order, that we receive the things and we know that we're doing the right thing that he's called us to do. It requires us to get in prayer. It requires us to not just know what we're doing and not just do the groundwork, but it requires us to do the, the, the work in the air, the spiritual work, to pray and to make sure that we're aligned in what God has called us to do. It makes sure for us, for James, it makes sure that he prays to make sure that he makes the right decision with the job that the job options he has. It makes me have to pray to know that if to know that I'm in a line with the message that he wants me to give. It, it, it makes Kaya to know to pray if he's doing the, if she's doing the right thing for her kids while they're at home. It, it's those things that we have to pray for to make sure that they were on the right pace. It, it, it takes Elaine to have to pray to make sure that she's going to go to the right school for seminary, that she's that she's taking the right path, that she's starting at the right time, that she's not uh, not hearing just from her own emotions, from her own feelings, but she's hearing for what God has for her life. It takes prayer for us to make sure that we are in God's pace, that we have not gotten out of God's pace and got on our own pace. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. Listen, Rayana, you trying to take over the screen or what? No, nah, it's cool. It takes prayer. It takes prayer. So the first point was God's pace requires for us to pray. It, it requires for us to, to go into an isolated place. And I love how this scripture is recited in other passages. It says this. It says, early in the morning, Jesus went to an isolated place. Now, I'm not saying that you have to wake up early in the morning. But what I'm saying is the scripture just makes sure that we understand you have to be intentional about setting, setting aside a time aside to get to an isolated place. That may be three in the morning for you. That may be at eight in the morning for you. But what this scripture, I believe, is telling us is you have to be intentional if you want to be at God's, at God's pace. If you want to make sure that you're aligned with his pace for your life, you have to set aside and be intentional about praying. And all prayer is, it's an opportunity to connect you and God in communication. And so what I hope this point is encouraging us, all of us to do is make sure that if we want to be at God's pace, if we want to truly be able to become all that he has for us to become, we have to make sure that we are in prayer, that we be intentional about setting aside time to get in an isolated place to pray, to commune with our Father, 
Jordan says this thing, and I loved it, and I thought about it this morning. A day without prayer is a boast against God. He says this, and I never thought about it until it came back to me today, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, hmm. A day without me getting intentional with God and communicating with him is a boast against him. Why? Because it, it, it makes, it, may, it gives the, 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 the thought that I must not even need him. I must not need to talk to him today. Even though he's the one that sets my pace, he's the one that changes my pace, he's the one that directs my pace. If I don't choose to get intentional with prayer, I'm seeing the message that I must not need you to talk to me today. I don't need, I don't need to commune with, with you today. I don't need to have no communication with you. And so what Jesus is showing us in the scripture is even the son of man, in order to do what his father has called him to do, the son of God, the one that, the one that died for us, even, even him himself had to early in the morning go to an isolated place to talk to his father. God's pace requires prayer. Point number two, God's pace requires focus. God's pace requires focus. Let's read the, the, the end of verse uh, 42. It says, the crowd searched everywhere for him. And when they finally found him, they begged him not to leave. All right, let's, let's think about this. Jesus has been performing miracles. He has been healing. He has been delivering. He has been setting free. He has been doing all these great things, these great works for, for, for the people. He has been doing what he's been called to do. And what I want to submit to you is distraction just does not come from bad things. What I want to, what I want to lay down at your feet is distraction just does not come from bad and negative things. Even though Jesus has been doing all these great things, even though he's been He's been healing. He's been delivering. He's been doing everything he's called to do. If he listens to them and stays where they want him to stay and where they're begging him to stay, he gets outside of God's pace because God has given him the message that you're just not to minister and deliver and heal them, but you are to go throughout every land and do this. And so Jesus had to focus not to allow what seems good to distract him from what God had called him to do. And so God's pace is going to require us to focus. That even when the thing may seem good, it may seem good to stay there for a little longer. It may seem good to, to not leave the job right now because I, I feel like they want me to stay there to continue this work, to finish out this part. They don't want me to leave yet. They, they think it's good for me to just stay in uh, six more months. It may seem like a good idea. But if that's not what God gave you when you were praying, if that's not what he laid on your heart to do to continue in his pace for your life, you get outside of pace. You get unfocused. So God's pace is going to require us to focus. Not just on not being distracted by the bad things, not on just not being distracted by the negative things, but even not to be distracted by the things that look good and seem good and does not even seem like it will be, it will be harmful. 
it wouldn't it probably wouldn't have been harmful in the time for Jesus to stay. It was still some people. The text tells us a little bit. Uh, um, if you go up a little bit, that they were bringing people to Jesus to heal and to deliver. They were bringing people for him to do miraculous things for. It was probably some more people that could use some healing and some deliverance. The people that were bringing other people probably still needed some that they didn't even see in themselves that need to be healed and delivered. So it was probably definitely people there that needed more healing and deliverance. So it wouldn't have been a bad thing for Jesus to, to heal and deliver these people. But that was not what God had for him to do. That wasn't the pace that God had given him to continue on. At that time, the assignment was finished. And so I want, what I want to submit to us is God's pace is going to require us to focus. To focus not just on not being distracted by the bad things, but also not to be distracted by even the things that seem good. To seem like it won't be harmful. To seem like it, it, it won't hurt nobody for me to stay here. It's actually going to help them folks. But you just don't know what he may have up ahead that he needs you to get to now. That he, he needs you to leave that even if it seems good. To go to get to something else now. To continue at his pace. Point number three, if you're writing. God's pace requires a remembrance of the current God-given assignment. God, God's pace requires a remembrance of the current God-given assignment. This follows up with, with point two. If we read it in, in verse 43, this is what it says. It says, but he replied, talking about Jesus, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too because this is why i was sent i'm gonna read it one more time but he replied jesus i must preach the good news of the kingdom of god in other towns too because this is why i was sent they asked jesus jesus can you just stay like can you stay in a couple more days like we just want to experience what you have done. Like, we want to be able to be in the same town with you. We don't want you to leave. Jesus' response shows that he had to remember, he had to recite what God already shared with him about his current God-given assignment. That he had to remember it. And while I'm saying this to us is, although we have to focus, we have to remember what God has told us to do. We have to remember it. In those times that it may seem as if, listen, mm, God, I can stay. I can just do this. I can just, I, I don't, God, let me just stay and do this for a little longer. Without us remembering what God has called us to do, that will lead us to be distracted to go and do things that may even seem good. We have to remember the assignment. Remember what he's told you to do. Remember that maybe he did, maybe he told you to just go take the job to be a sixth grade teacher instead of a fifth grade teacher. But if you don't remember that, the fifth grade teach, the fifth grade school, the, the school that you're at, they may just encourage you to stay a little longer. You know, the kids need you to be here for another six months. You know, they've been learning, they've been growing. They need you to be around for a little longer. 
If you don't remember what God told you to go do, you'll stay where God has not called you to stay. You'll remain in a place that God has called you to leave and remove yourself out of. If you don't remember what God has told you to do, if you don't remember the current assignment, if you don't remember where God is leading you to, if you don't remember what God gave you in your isolated time of prayer, if you don't remember what God has showed you in your time where you were communing with him, if you don't remember what God placed on your heart to continue in, if you don't remember the pace that God has for you to be on, So point number three, God's pace requires a remembrance of the current God-given assignment. That it, it requires for us to remember that, yeah, this may seem good, but if God doesn't call me to stay here, I can't stay here. Because if I stay here, I get out of pace. And if I get out of pace, I complain to God why things are starting to happen to me in my life based off of the decision that I made. Because I stayed here, now I have to deal with things that I wouldn't have had to deal with if I had just left when he said leave and be at the pace that he's called me to be at. I find myself in this situation many times in my life where I stayed in a good spot, but wasn't God's spot. It wasn't where he was calling me to be, but it felt okay for me to stay there. And because I stayed there, I had to deal with things that I would not have had to deal with if I would have just stayed at his pace. If I would have just said, you know what, this seems good, but it's not, it's not God's good. It's not where he calls for me to be. It's not where he has for me to stay. And I would rather leave a good spot to go with God's spot. I would rather leave a spot that seems good to be able to continue at God's pace to become and do the things that God has called and created for me to do. Somebody might need to hear that. A good spot is not better than God's spot. A good place is not better than God's pace. A good place is not better than God's place. Last point, and we're going to get ready to wrap it up and have a discussion. Point number four, God's pace leads to continual pursuit and purpose. God's pace leads to a continual pursuit and purpose. I'm gonna read it one more time. God's pace leads to a continual pursuit in purpose. One more time. God's pace leads to a continual pursuit in purpose. As we've been reading, it starts off where Jesus says, I, I, I got to wake up in the morning. I got to go get isolated. I need to pray with my father. I need to commune with my father. I need to make sure I'm at his pace. I need to make sure that I am listening. I'm hearing what he has for me to hear. I know what he has for me to know. Um, I can make the decisions that I need to make based off of the pace that he has for my life. The crowds are asking him, listen, uh, Jesus, can you stay around for a little longer? We just want to we just want to experience you. We, we want to be able to see your miraculous works. We want to be able to see you do what you've been doing. 
We want to be around you. Jesus' response reveals that he remembers exactly what God has called for him to do. That yes, this may seem to, to stay here, it may be good for me to stay here, but I can't stay here because I must preach. I must do this. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God in other towns too, because this is why I was sent. Verse 44 says this, so he continued to travel around preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. Because Jesus got along with his father and he prayed and he allowed God to speak to him, his father to confirm what he needed to do. He was able to stay focused on the mission, on the purpose that he was sent here for. In the midst of other people trying to distract him to do a good thing, he remembered the current God-given assignment that he had to continue in what he was called to do, to not stay here even though it's good, but to go to where God was leading him to go and complete the assignments that God was leading to, for him to complete. So this leads us to the last point that if we stay at God's pace, it leads us to continue in the pursuit of purpose that he has for our life. That because Jesus made these decisions, it allowed for him to be able to leave from a spot that was good to go and continue to do the things that God had called for him to do. Verse 44 lets us know that he left. He continued to travel around preaching in synagogues throughout Judea. So it's in God's pace that will allow us to continue in the purpose that he has for our life. It's in his pace. And so this needs to encourage us to know that if we feel out of pace, it's not that God doesn't want us to go to purpose, but it's just that he wants us to get back in pace to be able to reach there. The purpose for your life is not canceled because you got out of pace. It's just that we have to make the decision to get back in pace to be able to get to the purpose that he has for our life. And so you might be sitting there feeling like, man, I'm sure out of pace then. Like, I know I'm out of pace. I could just, I know it. I know I'm out of pace. I know I made that decision that I know God wasn't asking me to make. I know I did the thing that he wasn't asking me to do. I know that he, that I, that I went to the place that he told me not to go back to. I know that I, I've been making these decisions and taking all these offers that I know he ain't called me to take. That may be you. But the thing that should encourage you is the purpose has not died. Like the purpose is still there. The plan is still there. Like he, the scripture never told us that if we got out of his plan, that the plan would never prosper. It just is going to prosper if we get back in pace. And we serve a God that's gracious enough and faithful enough and loves us that he just wants you to get back in pace. And I believe how we get back in pace is with the first point that I gave you. It requires you to get in a space, isolated, to commune with your father, to reconnect, to truly get in a space where you can hear from him and he can speak to you, to be able to direct your life and get you back in the pace that he has for your life so that you can reach purpose, so that you can live out purpose, that you can live in purpose. If you woke up this morning, you still have a purpose. But the thing we have to make sure is that we are continuing in pace, that we are continuing in God's pace. And so if you'll bow your head, close your eyes, I want to pray for us really quick. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, for 
this word, Lord God. We thank you for your word, Lord God. We thank you that we have something that we can read, that we can study, that we can apply to our lives that will help us to be able to live the life that you call for us to live. God, I just pray, Lord God, that you allow for this not to uh, fall on deaf ears, but it will allow for us all to be encouraged to know, Lord God, that there's still a pace for us, Lord God, that you still have a pace for us to be able to allow us to reach the purpose and live in the purpose that you called and created for us to live in. And God, I just pray, Lord God, that you would just allow for us all to leave here encouraged and leave here to know that you have grace, that you have mercy, that you have love, that you have uh, uh, peace, that you have joy for us to experience along this journey, Lord God. And I just thank you for loving us, Lord God, despite what we've done, despite the decisions that we've made, despite the things, the places that we've been, despite the, uh, despite the persons that we've been, Lord God, you still love us, oh God. We're just so grateful and so thankful. And God, I just ask you, forgive us for the times that we've gotten out of pace. Forgive us for the times that we've chosen our own pace. Uh, forgive us for the times we've chosen other people's pace and allow for us to truly, Lord God, uh, understand, Lord God, that it's at your pace that we're able to truly become and live uh, in the purpose that you called and created for us to live. And so, God, I'm just so grateful, so thankful for you. And I just thank you, Lord God, for your son that you sent to down across for our sins <coughs> that we may be able to live. And so, God, I just thank you and I love you and I honor you, Lord God. And I just ask this all in your name. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Listen, before we move on, I want to do this. Uh, I, I love doing this 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 uh, thing because I believe that it allows us to sit in a moment and kind of reflect on what we just heard. And so I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this question. Um, and I want you to sit in this moment. We're going to sit here. I'm going to pause um, just to have a moment where Holy Spirit can speak to us and we can actually hear what he wants to say. And so um, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit this question. Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me about this message? What, what in this message are you speaking to me about? And so we're going to pause, and, and, and I want you to, to truly sit in a moment with Holy Spirit and allow him to continue to speak to you and, and, and speak to you about maybe it's just a part. Maybe it's just one point. Maybe it's just a one part of the scripture that he wants to speak to you. And so, Holy Spirit, what are you speaking to me? <clears throat> 